Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home, live inspired. Here's your host, Laura Smith. It's unspeakable what some people live through and yet not only survive, but actually thrive later on in their life. I am so interested to bring you a guest today whose childhood is so harrowing and it's the stuff that scary movies are made of. And yet Jennifer Hernandez made it through. And not only did she make it through, she absolutely thrived and survived and is successful, happy, and a true community member and a mother as well. And her story is one that will just leave you on the edge of your seat. It's called No One Can Stop Me But Me. And if you want inspiration, if you want to feel like maybe you're going through tough times and you'll not come out the other side, let me tell you. Read this book, No One Can Stop Me But Me, and Jen will show you just how possible it is. Remarkable. My other guest is Tamim Hamid. Believe it or not, he was a NASA scientist. That's right. But then he has been devoting the last few years of his life to creating something that actually helps to grow hair. It actually works. And it's called the Thermodome. And he figured out with all his science background at NASA just how to do it safely and more than any other uh, product or or scientific experiment has ever proven. So we're going to hear all about the Thermodome and how it's changing people's lives from Tamim Hamid and then also good news stories at the end, of course, with Jim Cleveland. It's all on the way home brought to you by Balance of Nature Fruits and veggies in a capsule. Remarkable way to get 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every single day in three and three capsules with a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. It's the way for you to get the nutritional impact your life and your body so needs and desires. That's called Balance of Nature. And you can order it anytime, any day at balanceofnature.com. And don't forget to put my name, Laura, L-A-U-R-A, into the promo code, and you're going to get 35% off your first preferred order and free shipping always. When we come back, Jennifer Hernandez, no one can stop me but me. It's all on the way home. I'm Laura Smith. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, when I picked up this book and started to read it, you know, you get that feeling when with every page that you turn that something's going to happen and it may not be what you want to hear or know or see, but it's an actual true story. So you you go through it and you get through the pages and you think, how in the world does someone live through what they live through? And it makes me look at my own life and think, wow, if I ever thought I had an issue or a problem or maybe when I was younger, I felt insecure or whatever, you read the lives of other people and you absolutely can't imagine what type of resilience and what type of fortitude it would take for someone to come through the things that they come through in life. And so this book that I'm talking to you about right now is No One Can Stop Me But Me, A Journey from Childhood Trauma to a Life of Abundance. 
My show is always one of uh, hope and inspiration for people. And I love that even though you go through these treacherous moments in the book and you just think, how can this be possible? There is always the light at the end of the tunnel. And Jennifer Hernandez with Glenn Platskin has written, is it your first book, Jennifer? Yes, this is my very first book. Well, it really, there were some points I was like, this is like a movie. This is like everything that you think. How do children that come from these situations, not that yours was all horrible. It was, you know, you had some moments of grace and moments of closeness with certain family members, but it was, it was so tumultuous and so chaotic at times. And so I, I, I just, I think, how do you come through it? And now to this life of a beautiful, like you said, a life of abundance, so I want to have people walk through a little bit um, from your early childhood and some of the things you went through and how you truly, with determination, grit, and the power, I think, of love and, and God and everything else that got you through this and your own fortitude. Tell us about um, when you were a child and kind of your parents' divorce and kind of everything that that started at that point. Yeah, so... Uh, my parents divorced. I was, I was only four, so I really don't remember them being together. It's funny, though, because that one traumatic event that was so monumental in my life, which was them sitting us down and telling us we're getting divorced, is the only memory that I have, really, of that early on childhood. But of course, right, it was a very traumatic day. My whole life was shifted, changed, and twisted upside, upside down, you know? So uh, that's the one memory that I have. And it seems like I remember the whole entire day with such detail. And, you know, that uh, that experience, you know, set me praying for my parents to be back together until I was like 13 years old. Every wish for my birthday, that's what it was. You know, but we don't we know not what we do, honestly, and we don't know what we're wishing for. And the truth is, is that everything happens in life, in my personal, humble opinion, uh, for us not to us. And that was what was, you know, needed to happen because, you know, I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how my mom felt, but I do know that my mom was 18 years old when she got married and, uh, you know, had my father was her first. And, and so I can't even imagine that life, you know, Um, but it's a beautiful thing. You know, by the time I, I was, 11, I was faced with a decision to either have to stay in the state of Illinois or move to Tennessee with my mother and uh, her newfound husband and my two sisters. Me and my brother chose to stay with my father, uh, which I think was the best decision for us, truthfully, uh, given the circumstances. Uh, By the time I was 13, though, I I found myself running away, looking for love in all the wrong places, starting to do drugs, dabbling in, you know, marijuana and alcohol sex with boys, um, different things, lots of self-sabotaging ways. By 15, I was completely out of control, straight F sophomore year, kicked out of high school, sent to an alternative program, parents desperately trying to save me from myself. Um, you know, the one thing I'll, piece of advice I'll give parents, once a child slips, like you have to be there right when it happens. You can't wait a couple of years, let her go down this path and then think you're going to be able to pull her back. It's just no, no chance for that. So um, they had to wait until I was ready to save me from my own self. (laughs) But um, graduated from the alternative program they put me in. And um, 17 to 19, I was often on homeless. I did find my family hanging out on the streets of Chicago with gangs. 
Uh, they gave me everything that I needed and what I was missing, acceptance, way to make money, fun, you know, uh, all types of things. And their families actually took me in and treated me as if I was theirs, you know, and that, that was something I needed at the time. So fast forward, got pregnant at 19. My daughter was my reason to change and something gave me something to live for. Uh, had, had a daughter at 20 and, uh, moved out of the neighborhood and really started to, started to dream. That, you know, that gives me goosebumps because you, you really encapsulated like that. But when you read your book, this incredible book called No One Can Stop Me But Me, you give the, the really harsh, raw details about when you were nine years old and someone had broken into your home. And when you got home from school, they had written things like you will die on the mirror and um, they had ransacked the house and the waterbed was leaking all over the floor because they'd stabbed it and you were by yourself. And ultimately, your mother ended up blaming you for that, even though it was they found out later that it was the next door neighbor who did it. And and then she chose to stay with her abusive then husband and and leave you because thinking, you know, she was going to maybe make her abusive husband happy. That's when you stayed with your father. So I'm imagining these things at nine years old when I think about my life and just how, you know, really it was just so lovely in so many ways. And my parents and my parents stayed together for 70 years until my dad just passed away. And, you know, there was nothing like that, even remotely like that. And yet here you are, you're successful. You have four beautiful children. You are incredibly intelligent. And so that nine-year-old experience and then going through all those things that you talk about that you summed up so quickly, but was really like your whole entire childhood and teen until you had a baby at 20. I mean, imagine living on the streets with gangs. I mean, I'm I'm amazed that you're even alive. Me too. So was everybody. (laughs) What do you think that was? What was it? Was it because I know that your father at some point did step in and he provided some stability for you and your brother, even though your mother was gone with her new husband and new daughters. Um, Did you feel like there was something watching out for you? Were you ever afraid that you weren't going to make it, that you weren't going to pull through? Honestly, I, I didn't care. Um, I, I didn't care about myself. I didn't care if I lived or died. I really just had, I didn't care. And I was afraid of nothing. I was like so fearless, which was so, so insane. Like the, the situations that I would put myself in, I could, the book, you can't put it all in one book. <laughs> so stay tuned because there is a documentary coming out. Uh, I will turn this into a motion picture and I'll give a lot more details because it's very hard to write a book and kind of, you know, put it all on there. But it was, I, I was very lucky to be alive. Uh, very lucky to be alive. I was chased, rammed, shot at, you know, you know, thought I was like a tough girl, fought with guys. I mean, anything you can think of just i just had no fear didn't care cuz i just didn't care you know and there were drugs obviously there were drugs and there Lots were of drugs. and and but you said you didn't end up in jail or end up dead so somehow you pulled through now having your first child now that's where a lot of people continue the madness but for you something you know obviously 
you're so bright and intelligent and something something happened to you when you were going to have that baby and that changed it all and so was it just being responsible for another human being do you think that did it for you or did you have anyone rooting for you any family any any friends who were really kind of like a shining light for you to pull you out of that or was it all your own inner work and the grace of god it's, it's God, for sure. So, so one of the things is for sure is that I know now that, um, I made it through everything because he had a mission for me. You know, I wouldn't have been able to be or impact or talk about the things that I'm able to talk about had I not gone, gone through so much. I'm, I'm destined for what I'm meant to do here and the lives that I'm going to impact by being able to do this. So, um, that is, for sure, God, you know, <laughs> and, um, it, it's just so beautiful because like, if I would have changed one thing, it wouldn't have been the same and I wouldn't be who I am today, you know, but destiny, I named my daughter destiny because she was, yeah, she gave me a reason to want to live and to create the life that I desired, not the one I was born into. So she was like, she was like, okay, well, I can have this family that I always wanted. Like, um, and I was responsible for another human life. And I knew that if I did things wrong, then my daughter may ended up going through some of the things that I went through. And I was lucky to be alive. So I knew the responsibility that I had on me and it was what I needed. Right. And you said I, I I didn't go to jail. No, I went to jail several times. I just didn't get <laughs> incarcerated for anything or get a, a sentence because I was blessed. Because the truth is, is that when we're in survival mode, all we're trying to do is survive from day to day. And that's when a lot of people make mistakes and end up in jail for a very long time because they're just trying to survive, you know, and uh, it's hard to dream. And, and that's why we stay stuck in that mode for so long. Because it's really hard to see out of it when you're so, in it. It's that's really, yeah, incredibly put. And your mother, um, were you able to repair any of your initial relationships with your mom? I know you you have a brother that you were close to growing up, who was probably your rock. Was he able to ever? What did he go through? Did he go through the same thing, or did he choose a different path? He chose a different path. Like he did the right things. Um, he was a good kid in school. He didn't do drugs, you know, like he, um, and I don't know if it's because he had my dad and he was a, a boy. And so, but he's definitely, you know, it definitely, my mother leaving definitely affected him. It affected both of us, but both in different ways, you know? And, um, you know, the truth is, is that a little girl's first love is her father and a little boy's first love is his mother. So like, of course that left him with a hole, you know, as it did me, our relationship with her mom was never, um, like, yes, I was hurt, but I never held it against her, her choices. And if it wasn't for her, when I had my daughter, I mean, she helped me immensely. Like we were super close. Like I was at her, you know, out at her house every weekend, like love her, love her. Um, now that I have so much awareness of like what was really going on in that time and how she was feeling, like she did all of the right things. Like she did the best she could. She gave up on the first relationship without too much of a fight. So, you know, the second one, she tried to fight for it and, you know, 
it, it is what it is, you know, like I get, and I believe everything happens for a reason, not, not to us, but for us. So it was, you know, all for all of us, you know, and it's our, as adults, it's our choice to continue on or, or break the cycles. And uh, my choice was to break the cycles and to really heal. I think so, that's incredible. Yeah. And the fact that the forgiveness that's involved, I mean, we see all the time parents and kids and the kids are, you know, mad about something and, you know, then there's estrangement for a few years or whatever. And, um, but you, with everything you went through, you've like overcome all of that and you're, you're able to stand in this place of great maturity of forgiveness and, you know, what it takes to remain friends with your mother, you know, even being abandoned at a certain time of your life, basically. So I, I find all of this remarkable and it just truly gives me hope that, you know, for many troubled people, troubled children, troubled families, that there is always a turnaround point. And you have shown that. Um, we just have about four minutes left, but I want to remind everyone, um, the book is No One Can Stop Me But Me, A Journey from Childhood Trauma to a Life of Abundance. Jennifer Hernandez is my guest and so puts it out there all when you read each page. It is real and it's raw, but there's beautiful things also within it that give you hope and make you happy. Um, the sort of, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, the, the pot at the end of the rainbow type of thing. So tell us a little bit in the last few minutes about where you are now in your life, your successes, your, your, your sense of feeling that you're abundant. Where does it all come from? So where I'm at now is the top of my game in the mortgage business. Um, in 2021, my branch was number one and two in the state of Illinois for FHA lending, uh, which, you know, uh, because of my past and having to, to rebuild and reestablish myself over and over, I'm able to craft solutions for my clients um, for mortgage that others can't figure out. So if you're a real estate agent or someone who was denied for a loan across the country, give uh, you can apply right on approvedbygen.com. Um, also, I became 1% in the country, top originator. Uh, it's just been a beautiful, a beautiful journey. Finished the book, did my first motivational speaking conference. I have a podcast coming out. You can follow me on social media at I am Jen Hernandez. It's J-E-N-N Hernandez. And, you know, the sky's the limit because honestly, I just learned in 2023 how to love myself. So now that I'm honoring and loving me, I can really bring in to my life the life that I desire and not the one that was, you know, given to me, not by my choice. So really incredible, really amazing. And you have four children to boot. <laughs> I mean, serious. I don't know how old you are. You look quite young to me and you have four children and you're doing all this top of your game, but you, you give the credit to God and of course, to learning how to love yourself. And it's, I think a lesson that all of us, no matter how great or terrible our childhood was at some point, you have to feel good enough and you have to feel like you're worthy and, and you are loved. And, and uh, one more thing, like 100% responsibility for all and forgiveness, guys, because if you don't forgive those people who hurt you, you really stay trapped in that cycle. And it's not good. And it's not about them. It's about you. You're a rabbit on a cage and in a cage and you don't want to be that. You have to forgive. You have to forgive and be accountable too. responsible. Mm -hmm. As you said, you really make me if 
if you were my daughter, I, I wouldn't be able to be any prouder. It's really a privilege and honor to know you. Jennifer Hernandez, the book again, No One Can Stop Me But Me, A Journey from Childhood Trauma to a Life of Abundance, as you just heard, and it truly is a life of just that. I wish you all that you are wishing for and all your great desires because I have a feeling you're going to help a lot of people and change the world for better. Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you as well. And you can find her book wherever fine books are sold. It just dropped this past week. So we are honored to have her and be, uh, you know, really talking about this in a big way. And we'll be looking forward to your next installment. It sounds like you have one on the way as well. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you again. Jennifer Hernandez. No one can stop me but me. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Laura Smith, and here's a minute of purpose, improving your life 60 seconds at a time. What's the secret of living to 100 or more? Researchers are finding it in something called a blue zone. These areas around the world boast populations who live really long lives. Some blue zones include Sardinia, Italy, Okinawa, Japan, and Loma Linda in California. So what are the health factors these folks have in common? For starters, they primarily eat a plant-based diet. Beef doesn't play a big role. Blue zoners walk everywhere. Typical geography in these places includes plenty of hills, so folks are getting their steps in on an incline. A strong sense of community also plays a role in their longevity. Loneliness is a huge cause of death in old age. Blue zoners stay engaged with the folks around them. So, if you want to live a longer, healthier life, get in the zone. This has been a Minute of Purpose. Find more at nowwithpurpose.com. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, I grew up with a dad who worked in the health and beauty aids uh, sector of business and health and beauty aids at the time was things like it could be over the counter medicine like Elka Seltzer or it could be what he did for the last 25 years of his career was working in hair care, uh, Grecian Formula 16, which no longer exists. Um, but the company is still making Coma Incorporated a product called Just for Men. So I grew up knowing that men really cared about their looks in the same way that women do and especially their hair and then i really found out when i dated someone for many years who used to secretly get boxes of medication to stop hair loss and i had never heard of that before but um he confided in me that that's why he was going to the post office see i was a little leery um he would go secretly to the post office and get something and you know, at first for the first few months, didn't tell me what it was until I finally found out he was he was absolutely petrified of losing his hair. And so he would get these pills in the mail without an address on it or anything so that no one would see what it was. And it really got me thinking, wow, this is something for men that is uh, very big. Now, it's big for women as well. We find out that a lot of women suffer hair loss is it, at, at an older age um, and sometimes for medical reasons as well. And so stepping in to tell us all about his brand new book that just came out a month ago and also an incredible therapy that I think you're going to want to hear because someone that you know and love is going to want to know this. The book is Grow It Back, 
how laser phototherapy stops hair loss and regrows your hair. He's putting it right out there. That is Tamim Habid. Thank you so much for joining us today on the way home. Well, thank you, Laura. Appreciate the introduction and also your experience in, in the in the beauty world, which is very, very interesting these days. Yes, I have a lot of hair, so I've never worried about that. But it really gave me an inside track to and an insight as well into the fact that so many people really have um you know, a fear of losing their hair. It, it's very connected to a sense of uh, self-esteem many times and a sense of what they believe to be beautiful and, and such. And maybe it's that's a very Western culture thing. I'm not sure. But Tamim, tell us, okay, so you being a former NASA scientist, I did forget to throw that in. You just happened to be a former NASA scientist. How incredible that you were that. And now you're, you're, you've sort of launched this well the book for sure but then this this phototherapy laser uh, treatment tell us all about how that trajectory happened what what made you actually go into trying to discover this right thank you it is kind of interesting how i was at uh, kennedy space center working on the space shuttle but uh my expertise uh was in um electrical computer engineering and my you know my my specialty was in lasers and at NASA. So I developed uh, lasers for the NASA thermal protection system. And I had come up with multiple laser type solutions. As you know, lasers are becoming more and more part of your life. Everything you do now has got laser. So when you talk on the phone, that's laser. When you print out, um, you know, when, when you print out a printer, that's a laser printer. Uh, when you do a mouse, that's a laser. You know, when you move around your ma- mouse, that's actually a little laser in there. Um, everything, when you go grocery store, everything is lasers now. Lasers was invited, you know, was, was invented back in 1960s. But if they're the only man-made light type of, uh, in the world. So other t- light, like the sun and, you know, uh, let's say, uh, also LEDs and stuff like that. They're all, they're all natural kind of currents. Um, whereas, uh, lasers was, uh, interesting. So basically I had invented a new laser and, uh, we grow our own lasers right here in Silicon Valley. That's why Silicon Valley is in San Francisco. They call it Silicon Valley because we grow our own silicon and Silicon Valley comes from, uh, growing semiconductors. And so like Intel grows silicon chips for uh, your computer, desktop, your watch, whatever, you know. And so we grow our own lasers. And so I had grown my own laser, a new type of laser, and I was looking for an application. And I found that these, uh, because my lasers are extremely, extremely low current. They don't require much energy. But they they and they stay cool, so it's not like lasers that cut or or cause any kind of type of um, tissue ablation or anything like that. It what it does is that's very low power, and it was a perfect application for hair follicles, for g- stopping hair loss and growing hair. And how did you find that out? Was it right. by mistake or was it intentional? Well, it's a very interesting story. Uh, I had run into a paper that was in 19, it was written in 1965 by a Dr. Andre Mester in um, Hungary. 
and he, the laser had just come out. And so he wanted to know all about, he was a curious doctor. He wanted to know like, what can this laser do? So he took about uh, approximately 50 mice and he shaved the hairs in the back of these mice. And, and then he wanted to cause radiation or uh, uh, lots of warmth on the, um, uh, on, and see what happens to these mice when lots of energy from the laser was applied on it. So after, uh, after a few weeks, he saw that the ones that had the shaven hair, their hair came back really quick and more than the other ones, the control group. So uh, he asked this technician, he said, hey, um, why aren't these mice dying from cancer or getting burned to death or whatever you know, he would expect from this laser that everybody was afraid of? So, and the technician checked and he goes, oh, you know what, doctor? I set it to the wrong setting. It was supposed to be a hundred watts, but I set it to five milliwatts. And he goes, oh, wow. So he wrote a paper about this, that if you apply really low level laser, like a light, like a flashlight, less than a flashlight, that it will actually grow your hair. And he published it in 1966. And I happened to find that paper. And so, uh, because there's a lot of inventions out there, like if you read about Nikola Tesla, Nikola Tesla has over 700 patents. And we only have, we only using his invention of AC, you know, alternate current that we plug everything in, uh, the fluorescent light, the radio was invented by him. He invented so many things, but nobody can figure it out still what is, was in his mind back in the turn of the century in the 1900s. So there are a lot of uh, inventions out there to be discovered from people that were much, much smarter than us, but they just didn't have the tools back then. Right. So this was unintentional by this scientist. He just set the settings incorrectly. Yeah. And, and so it went from being a hot laser to a cold laser cold laser exactly and that's what we call it we call it cold laser cold laser so now what would be the the stimulation factor within making hair grow because of that like i mean without getting too technical so that people can't get it but just practically why would a cold laser help to stimulate hair growth yes exactly so when laser light um the when light enters the tissue what happens is that every cell that the laser light penetrates to and touches there's a in each cell whether it's a you know hair cell or a um, oil in you know in the oil glands or the muscle that holds the hair together though inside each cell you probably remember in biology there's this little thing inside each cell called the mitochondria and the mitochondria is the power cell for or the power area for all cell activity. So what light does is that light, any kind of light, stimulates um, uh, the, the uh, cell to start waking up again. And we use that all the time. But for example, when you're on the sun, you're taking light energy and then converting it to chemical energy by the form of vitamin D. Right. So when you go out there in the sun, which is very, very beneficial, the skin can turn light 
into vitamin D, basically. So mm -hmm. we already set up to take light energy and convert it into chemical. And that's where the mitochondria comes in. And it stimulates the, the hair follicle and wakes it back up. I love that. Couldn't you get the same effect by maybe walking out in the sunshine? Like, it, let's say someone lives in Puerto Rico or the Caribbean or, you know, some place where there's sun a lot. Could that, would that, technically, would that stimulate their hair growth? Right, exactly. So there's two things, um, two things that are very important here. So um, it's the wavelength, and the wavelength is true for any light. So uh, wavelength, you can substitute for like color, right? So every color, when you look at the rainbow, uh, is a good, that's a great way of looking at what the light is. So the when a raindrop hits, uh, you know, hits gets hit with light, it gets separated into orange and and you know red and blue and violet and and green, and that those are all the different wavelengths of light. So um, in order for uh, hair to grow, only 680 nanometers, which is very red. Um, it's in the red spec. So when you look at a when you look at a uh, rainbow, it's all the way to the right. You, you always see the red, and that's the one we're interested in. And that's that goes into the hair follicle. But in order for that light to enter it, because you can't just go out in the sun and do it, only a laser can penetrate five millimeters into the scalp, because the sun. Unfortunately, if you go out in the sun, you're going to get a sunburn before you start growing hair. Okay. So That's, it's not, not good to go out in the sun. There's a lot of science to this. Tamim Hamid is my guest. He's written a book called Grow It Back, How Laser Phototherapy Stops Hair Loss and Regrows Your Hair. I guess that's really the wonderful thing. You're offering the problem with the solution in the same title of the book, Grow It Back. And so um, this phototherapy, in other words, these lasers are then applied. So does that, would it work for anybody say say someone's going through i remember my speaking of my dad i talked about him working in the health and beauty age he went through a time of great stress when he was at work and we were living overseas and i remember he he developed these bald spots he always had a very thick head of hair but he developed these bald spots his doctor told him it could be smoking it could be distress whatever the case but that you know is i kind of akin to alopecia which is um something that even children can suffer from is is are these lasers able to help um even something with as critical or on a medical spectrum is that absolutely it, the lasers like this have wide application and it can uh really uh the first thing it does is that it stops hair loss this is what you want to do um this is something by accident actually if you look at it because most people want to grow back their hair but they forget that if you can stop your hair loss then you can grow back your hair um with um with much better um uh, you know results so um so definitely there's a lot of applications for um even for uh androgenic alopecia which is 93% of all hair loss uh okay. conditions is that is that just everyday baldness is that yes. It, it yes. falls into the same category. And mm -hmm. even it, so it, what about when um, baldness is hereditary? I remember going to my 10 year high school reunion and 
you know, the last time I had seen my classmate, you know, we were in our teens and he had a full head of hair. And then we come back on the 10 year reunion and it has none. And so that's obviously maybe a genetic thing. So does it so in all phases of hair loss, the laser can work, the phototherapy laser can work. Just like any diseases, the earlier you can get in um, and and stop the hair loss and start the regrowing process, because it, you're right, it is androgenetic alopecia, which is means that it's a genetic factor that you've inherited, usually from your mom uh, side of the family, because it's a mitochondria. The mitochondria holds that information in the egg, uh, not the sperm. So when when somebody's conceived, definitely. Um, you know, you, you that that family got passed down that gene to lose their hair, and it's it's a lottery system, really. It's uh, it depends on what um, how lucky you are, or unlucky you are to get hair, but definitely it. Uh, the sooner you can do it, the uh, you can stop hair loss. Okay, so is this something you would recommend to just literally everybody? Like they should maybe sit now. How is it applied? How are these lasers applied? Is it a, a cap? that you put over your head? Is it something that you sit under? Tell us the process. Yeah. So one of the challenges is that how do you cover, uh, you know, the whole head and make sure, and there's, luckily there's what's called a male pattern hair loss and female pattern hair loss. And males start from the from really the, the the front or the back and it meets in the middle and then you get that horseshoe kind of type of shape. And for women, it starts at the part line and it starts spreading out. And what we we decided to do is create a helmet type of device with, it's a very um, lightweight helmet that you have uh, about 80 lasers. And that's just enough to cover the both male and female pattern uh, hair loss. And you just sit in it, um, you, you put the helmet on for 20 minutes, twice a week, and that's it. And you that's all there is to it. It's all automated. And it, it what it does, it stimulates your hair loss. And you'll see within four or five weeks that you've stopped hair loss completely. Wow. And yeah. That's amazing. Now, what about somebody who just has sort of a thinner hair. I, I know people who, like I have thickish hair, but there are some people that were literally born with thinner hair and not balding or anything like that, but just thinner hair. Would this actually invigorate someone's hair growth that just doesn't have a whole lot of hair? Absolutely. And that's called alopecia. And alopecia is, it tends to be, you know, as you refer to, it's a very thin thinly sparsely hair so our device our lasers what it does it does four things it stops your hair loss it makes your hair thicker okay so over time um over like uh probably about two months time it doubles the thickness of your of your scalp and from a perspective of stopping your hair loss you lose about normally a hundred to 150 hairs a day so if you can stop that that's about three thousand hairs a month that you are keeping on your head so it looks thicker just by you not having so much hair being uh you know evacuated from your scalp and then um then the second thing is thicker 
Then what it does is that it starts growing after four months, just like a baby takes nine months to gestate in a mother's womb. Uh, hair takes four months to grow. So you can't do it in three months. You can't do it in two months. You have to wait until four months to go. But and the good thing is, is that you're not losing any hair in between the four months. Then the, the, the fourth thing it does is that some women are, are even saying, oh, my eyebrows are, are much thicker than it was before because we're, we're uh, applying energy to the, to the full scalp. So some uh, women um, are reporting back about their eyebrows. Also, um, the, another thing it does is that it locks in um, the uh, lumen very well, the cuticles, whenever you have a, uh, whenever you, you change the color of your hair, um, because it's a chemical process, right? So the lasers lock in the cuticle so you can uh, last much longer with hair color. Really? Uh, so yeah. So you're, what you're basically saying, Tamim Hamid, is that this would be a good idea for literally anybody? Absolutely. And this is, I think it'll be as common as a hairdryer in everybody's home in the near future. And and like any device or medical treatment or non-medical, non-invasive treatment, are there any side effects? Uh, there's zero side effects. It's just light. It's a cold laser light. There's zero side. We have had over 72 million treatments to date um, in 57 countries. And there has been nobody with any type of complaints. Wow. And you're the gentleman that figured it out, created it, patented it, I'm assuming. And is it your device that is actually available in stores? Do you have many people now in the world going out and sort of copying it or or stealing well, your intellectual property or whatever? Well, yeah, of course. People, you know, they, they try to figure it out. If they can figure it out which is um, to figure out all the things it does, it's very appealing for a mass market, right? So people are, are very excited to see such a anti-aging product like this because it is a the ultimate anti, anti-aging hack, right? If you can get your, keep your hair, you're going to look much younger. You're going to feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so we one of the good things is that we grow our own lasers. There's no laser like this in the world like mine. And then, uh, which is really unique. And then the second thing is, thank God for organizations like uh, FDA and um, other regulatory that, that, you know, you can't just put something on top of your head and uh, and make any claims. You have to have FDA clearance. So that's one of the things where uh, that keeps us from, from being copied or, you know, uh, a, a legitimate uh, kind of type of manufacturers trying to sell to consumers. What is the name of your exact product so people can know that they're getting the bona fide real thing that is safe and effective? Is it a brand name, perhaps, yeah, or yeah. is it just the technology? Yeah, our our uh, we have a company that that actually uh, builds these devices. It's Theradome, T H E R A D O M E, Theradome dot com, and that is the first wearable device 
for laser androgenic alopecia in the world. So we're we're very proud of that. And um, we we are in we're, we're in companies we're in like Costco, for example. You could buy this at Costco. You could buy this at your at any uh, dermatology clinic. You can buy these uh, on Amazon. You can buy these all over the place. So we're out there. Okay, so on Amazon, you said someone could go on Amazon and find the uh, the original your original patent on on. Yeah. Okay, so I think I just maybe, uh, well, you actually just gave the entire world a great idea for Christmas presents and That's, holiday gifts and absolutely. birthday gifts. And going forward, wouldn't this be some? Is the price point affordable for the average? I guess if it's in Costco, it must be. Yes. Um, you know, one of the things we like about Costco is that they they really try to bring quality products. I mean, when, when you go to Costco, you, you know, their fruits are good. They're, they're um, you it's know, true. Uh, I mean, they're, anything that they provide is really, really good. I, I love their high quality. Chicken. You know, the, even their chicken is good, right? Their roasted chicken is wonderful. So, so we feel very privileged to be as part of that organization that brings in and they, 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 they know which products are well, they tested it and they saw that, you know, our product was good. But they also can buy your book, which um, is chock full of great information, all the science behind this wonderful Theradome product. The book is called Grow It Back, How Laser Phototherapy Stops Hair Loss and Regrows Your Hair. This is straight from someone who was a former NASA scientist who did so much for our space fleet and for just the the future of so many things, but now helping people to regain hair growth in a way that is super safe and will make you feel and look young for years to come. Tamim Hamid, what a pleasure having you today. Thank you so much for sharing your book, Grow It Back and Theradome with us today. It's been a fun topic. Thank you for having me, Laura. Really appreciate it. Again, it's Theradome is the product and Grow It Back is the book by Tamim Hamid. I'm Laura Smith. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. I am always amazed by the resiliency of people, their uh, ingenuity, and also their ability to get through no matter how difficult things are in life. And it just amazes me. And that's why I love the good news stories with you, Jimmy, because you're always talking about people who really have that something extra inside that makes them stand out. What do you have for us today? Good thing you use the word resiliency in this because it really describes this wonderful story. History was made of the Miss America pageant not too long ago. Did you hear this story about Madison Marsh? She's a graduate of the Air Force Academy. She made history, the first active duty Air Force officer, any military officer, to be so honored in the, all the long history of the passionate. Incredible story. The story began four years ago when Madison enrolled at the Air Force Academy. She already had her pilot's license, the desire, the cadet spirit, and she also wanted to someday become an astronaut. A lot of kids have that dream, right? Someday she wants to go into space. Well, it's amazing because uh, she's also been taking public policy courses thanks to the Air Force's partnership program at the prestigious Harvard Kennedy School. She's very ambitious. She really wants to go for the gusto. Well, 
Fast forward to this past May, she won Miss Colorado, and that led her to advance onto the Miss America pageant, and eventually she won the contest. The Air Force Academy says we really salute not only her dedication, her resilience, but also her unique ambition for diverse goals to do that. And in getting the honor, in getting the crown, Miss Marsh basically said this, especially to aspiring young women out there, she said this, look, you can be any role you want. The sky is not the limit, certainly not for me, because I'm a pilot. Women go into space, right? And we know space is infinite. There could be infinite possibilities. And just basically just believe in your dreams and just really go for it. Because someday, you know, let's say, you know, she might very well, it could be the International Space Station she might go to, maybe the next moon mission, who knows? And perhaps even if they do a manned mission to Mars, she might be on that crew. But the point is this, really, she said, women can be whatever they want. Go for it. I know. I love that. Last Sunday it was, and I thought her story was remarkable, but I was also very drawn to the second runner-up story because she is our own Sydney Bridges from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Second runner-up. She made Miss Indiana last year in 2023, and she was second runner-up, and she she is a wonderful story as well. Um she was uh, doing pageants and she was 10 years old. And at the time, she was the only little black girl that was participating in these. And even still now, many, many years later, she's one of the few black women who have gone on to continue doing these pageants. And she won $20,000 through her pageant work as a young person to help her to be able to get into school and become a registered nurse at Riley Pediatric Hospital in uh, southern Indiana. So we, I, it was just a really inspiring Miss America on Sunday night. And dreams come true. And I just, I'm so inspired by these young women, truly, and, and all women who are really pursuing their dreams. It's a wonderful thing. And uh, I, I'm inspired by you both as well. And I hope you have a wonderful week, everybody. Enjoy it. Stay safe. So much weird weather going on all over the country. Um, But just uh, enjoy it. Stay cozy if you can. Lots of love from the way home. I'm Laura Smith. 